Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast, presented by Pat's Pulpit. All right, welcome back to the Patriot Nation podcast. As always, your boy Pat Lane here with Matt St. Jean. Matt, it's Super Bowl week. It's finally Super Bowl week, uh, which is good, but, you know, that means the end of the football season. But then, you know, the the, the postseason, the the, uh, the off season's here, which is pretty nice. The season never really ends. The football yeah. itself might stop. but That's very true. Hey, this is, this is the first time in a long time there's been a lead-up to a Super Bowl in Arizona that the Patriots have not been involved in. It's strange. It's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. So, so I know we're going to talk about the Super Bowl later um, and preview it, but I think Arizona, from an aesthetic perspective, I think that's the best place for a Super Bowl because yeah. you get the grass field inside. It's mm-hmm. West Coast, so the game starts in sunlight. You can have the roof open. It's yeah. um, the aesthetics of that Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl where you start with like the daylight and then it oh, darkens man. as the game yeah. goes on. It's pristine. And you get the grass feels, you get like the grass stains and it feels like real football. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, when the game ends the way the game ended that game, I mean, it's hard not to hard not to be nostalgic about that. A lot of classic games played there. Obviously there's one we'd like to forget, but you go to college football too, that Boise state Oklahoma game ending with the, the, what is it? The Statue of Liberty Liberty. and it's the hook and ladder in there. That was at that stadium. Yeah. That's crazy. They ran the the fact that they ran the the Statue of Liberty and then the hook and ladder on the two point conversion is just insane. Yeah. Well, no, they did. No, they no, did no. this. They did the hook and ladder to tie the game, and then they did a halfback pass yeah. in overtime again for the touchdown, and then the Statue of Liberty for the two point to win That's it. Insane. And then the didn't the running back like propose to his girlfriend right afterwards or something like that? Yeah, it was the cheerleader. That's right. That's a movie. That's right. That is a movie. I know the, the thing that gets left all, out of all of that is that at the end of the fourth quarter there, the Boise state quarterback threw a pick six, which is why Oklahoma had the lead and they had to go through all that. But crazy, <laughs> but that was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game. All, time. So, all right. Well, for the, uh, it's not officially the off season yet, but for the Patriots, the off season has already started, has started quite a few weeks ago at this point. Um, and la and, uh, so I decided I did the same thing last year, but I decided to release my first mock draft of the, of the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty popular. It's pretty it's a decent amount of clicks on it. I think it ended up on bleacher report, which is why, um, was you, cool. Pat. Uh, well, you know, I mean, no big deal, but, but, uh, which was cool. So that was fun. I will say there's a lot of pressure because last year I projected Marcus Jones to go 85 in my mock draft 1.0. Um, so not only did I get the player right, but I actually got the exact pick correct uh, last year. So a lot of pressure. You got to do it again this year. 
So it'd be pretty nice. We'll see what happens. I like this. I like this mock draft a lot. So I think I feel like I'd be pretty happy uh, if um, if they did any of that stuff. So so we'll see. But uh, but yes. But it, you know, of course, this stuff is before the combine. You know, and after, of course, after the Shrine Bowl and after the the Senior Bowl. But like, you know, that's just really just we don't have any access to to any of that stuff. PFF's draft boards have not been updated to to reflect any of those things. Oh, this guy dominated that. They haven't, you know, none of those things have yeah. been changed. So, um, the draft network is way beyond, way behind. I'd even say, like the yeah. the athletic like prospects to pros that podcast they do is really good and gets into this. But the actual like written material that's out is not like it's not fully there. Yeah, it won't, won't be until after the Super Bowl. Right. We were talking about this before. I mean, I remember, you know, from my from. Uh, from my first mock last year, I feel like I had a lot of Twitter threads and like that was, I posted that in January last year. So like, it was strange for me to, to not really see a lot, like I said, in post in January, but I was writing it in January and, and saw a decent amount of tw- Twitter threads and I'm getting really nothing here. And even like Marcus Jones had, had a highlight reel on, on YouTube. I can't find any freaking highlight reels of people on YouTube. It's crazy. I'm like, just give me like a highlight reel so I can do it's nothing. I've got nothing. So it's a weird year. Maybe it, maybe it did has always started later, and we just didn't notice because we were always in the Super Bowl. And like yeah, we're always in the playoffs. The season ended for us a week earlier this year, so maybe that's, that's true. Too. Yep, maybe Something that's possible. a part of it. Very you possible. usually at this point in the season for us, we'd be getting ready for the parade, figuring out how much money yeah. we were going to spend on championship merch. Like, we're going to get both <laughs> DVDs this year, or just one of them. Yeah. Like, those those days are sadly. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say they're over because they you no. always have a chance, but they are certainly on the back burner for right now. Uh, and we'll see if we'll see if that happens. So, so anyways, all right, let's get into let's get into my mock draft 1.0. Um, and as I said, you know, you, you're gonna hear some of these names. And the the cool thing about this Matt is that you haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. You weren't I, one of the people that yeah. I wanted to save my first reactions for oh. the show. Yep. So. Well, it was pretty cool. So I'm giving it to you straight up, straight up. Uh, you haven't heard it yet. So at pick 14, Patriots mm-hmm. trade with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. He just traded 14 and 76 to Cincinnati for 28 and T Higgins. Now <laughs> it's a pretty big bombshell. Okay. Here's the thing, right? And, and this is where you kind of come out the gate firing. Okay. I know A.J. Brown was just traded for number 18 last year. He's A.J. Brown. Stephon Diggs was traded for 21 a few years back. He's Stephon Diggs, right? T. Higgins is very good. Don't get me wrong. T. Higgins is very good. He's a number two He's a number two wide receiver right now. He's never really proven he can be a number one wide receiver. I know uh, uh, Chase was hurt for a bit this year, and he did play well when Chase was out. But is he has he 100% proven that he's a number one receiver? If you do that, okay, if you do that, I look at that and say, all right, if that's the case, fine. This trade gets you about about pick 32, 31, 32, somewhere around 30, 33, maybe somewhere around there. That's the value for 14 and 76 versus 28, right? And so you're talking about a high second round pick for T. Higgins, essentially is what yeah. you're talking about. And, I, yeah. and, you know, maybe that's not enough. But um, but I think it's at least close to enough, especially if there's someone on the board. Like if there's a dominant tackle on the board, and the Bengals feel like we got to go up and get that guy, this might get it done. 
Yeah. See, the, the issue here for you, Pat, is that since you did this mock, between that and now, T. Higgins has come out yeah. and said that he would like to stay in Cincinnati for his career. What's he going to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the like, it's, I love this. I have, I've always liked T. Higgins. He was one of my top receivers in that draft. He came out. I thought he was a guy who had an exceptionally high floor. I didn't know how good he'd be, but I thought there was no way he was going to be a bad player. And I think he's. He's proven he can be as good of a number two as you're going to get. So on that basis, I like the trade. If the Pats do this, I'm immediately following up and trading away Devontae Parker. Yes, because, I agree with you. Um, it's, I like Parker a lot. I like Higgins a lot. They're both contested catch jump ball guys in a lot of ways. They're both vertical outside threats. Right. And if, you pl- if you're going to spend all your time with both of them on the field, I think that's tough for Mac. Okay. I agree. That's that. tough for Taekwon Thornton. So you only you only want one of those. Um, yep. I mean, that's makes Higgins sense. Is, is really good. So he's he's everything Devontae Parker is, but better yes. and younger. healthier and younger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nope. So anyway, so that's that's that pick. What I love about it, obviously, is you stay in the first round. Right. You trade away a third round pick. You trade away your high first round pick, but you stay at the end of the first round, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, at twenty eight. I had the Patriots stay in there and picking Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Uh, Patriots works. need an outside corner, 6'2", 194, physical guy, plays, you know, kind of twitchy. Um, you know, not not the greatest athlete in the world, but I think he's a pretty good athlete. Like, he's, you know, He'll work. He's, he's a good at, good enough for his size, you know, that he can recover. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I like the, um, and I'm going to address that comment in a sec here. I'm yeah. all over that. Oh, yeah. But. But um, no, I like that. I think he's a fit. Um, really, my only concern with it because I don't, I don't think that could ever be a bad pick. My only concern is there's a lot of depth at corner in this draft. I feel like, especially at outside corner, and right. could you get a guy that good later potentially? But if you think you can get a guy that good right now, and you think he's going to be that good, you don't, you don't pass up on it. If Joey Porter Jr. is available there, I like it. I agree. Uh, he, I agree. He's the a one- guy that's good. The one stipulation I'd make is maybe like he doesn't have to bring his dad with him or something like that. You know that. <laughs> hey, I always liked Joey Porter. He's yeah. uh, I I I love defensive players that play with that kind of energy. I think you need that to play yeah. on defense, especially yeah. Yeah, especially on the outside. Yeah, I see that Thaddeus Skywalker over there talking about Zay Flowers. I would also I would love Zay Flowers in this spot if he were available to. If you're going to get T Higgins, you're going to have T Higgins on the outside and Tyquan Thornton probably doing a little bit of everything. Zay Flowers is your other guy. I mean, you get you get straight line speed with Tyquan Thornton, quickness with Zay Flowers, and just a big guy who can catch everything in T. Higgins. That's all your roles at receiver. And if Bill O'Brien can use that well, you could do a lot. Imagine if they traded back, got T. Higgins, paid T. Higgins a bunch of money, and then spent a first round draft pick on another wide receiver. Like the plate, people would go absolutely <laughs> insane. And I think in a good way, probably, but they, you know, but people yeah. would go nuts. So literally uh, I only have two question marks about Zay flowers. One is his hands. He had a bad drop rate in college. He also yep. didn't have great quarterback play. So right. I think Mac throws a more catchable ball. We'd see how that goes in the pros. The other thing, uh, I just want to see what his athleticism looks like. He could, he was able to dust guys in the ACC I just want to make sure his testing matches what I'm seeing on tape. I'm not yeah. that worried, but if he goes to the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, three the combine and has a bad yeah. three cone or something. All right. Maybe, maybe not a first rounder, maybe a second rounder. Right. 
Right. That's going to be a big question. So, yeah. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Patriots at 46 trade back again at 46. Uh, they trade 46 and 259, their last pick in the seventh round, um, for to the Jaguars for 56 and 88. So moves them back 10 spots, but picks up that third round pick that they traded away in the T Higgins deal a little bit later, of course, but like, you know, it works for them. Um, and then at 56, I have them taking Dewan Jones. He's a guy that I kind of have circled a little bit where I don't know. And, and he may go. What might end up happening is that he may end up going a lot earlier than than I'm comfortable taking him. I don't feel like he's a first-round talent. He is a very good right tackle, it seems like. His hands, I mean, he's just so freaking big. He's so huge. Uh, and his wingspan, they had, he was the, the longest wingspan in the history of the Senior Bowl. I mean, that's ridiculous that he has the longest. I think he, they said he has the wingpan, wingspan of someone that's like seven six or something like that. So his arms are long. He can use his arms. And he's got, I mean, his strength is fantastic. So a guy that can solidify potentially your right tackle spot, I like it a lot. Now, he doesn't have the flexibility to play left tackle right now. Maybe he, could, maybe they could teach them that. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a guy that's really good at right tackle, you just leave him at right tackle and let him, you know, and let him go to work. Um but anyways, that that's what I have at fifty six. I like that. This team needs offensive line help. They could use a tackle, and if you're not getting it in the first round, I think you've got to get it in the second. Dewan Jones is a guy I've even seen in the first in some mocks. Yeah. So if you're getting him in the second, I'm very happy with that. Agreed. All right. So at eighty eight, I had the Patriots taking. This is gonna be. I don't know how you're gonna feel. Oh, this one. Oh boy, this is this is around the Marcus Jones spot. So let's I, hear it. I have them taking Hendon Hooker, quarterback from Tennessee. I don't hate it. Yeah. My only here's the thing. I I have my issues with the pick. None of them have to do with the fact that you're taking a quarterback here. Mm. My issues with the pick are Hendon Hooker is older and I have issues about how well he can see the field. Uh, I was talking to in the Scotia Slack talking to one of the guys there who's been watching a lot of Jalen Hyatt receiver from Tennessee and a, one of his big takeaways was a lot of what they do requires the quarterback to only be looking at half the field right and that i'm not sure how that translates that said if they sit down with hendon hooker and they interview him they talk to the coaches and they say oh okay they were doing this for other reasons we know he can he, he can play quarterback here's the thing this is the jalen hurts pick like right. i love mac jones i think mac jones can be a franchise quarterback you, nobody knows if he will be you keep taking shots until you get a guy Right. If you think there's value at the quarterback position, whether it be anywhere in the first round or the seventh round, if there's a guy you like where you're looking at your board and you're saying, we had this guy rated way higher mm-hmm. than where we're at mm-hmm. right now, you you haven't seen enough of quarterback right now to say we can't take somebody. Right. Well, the big thing for me and, and, and you know, ZTAC saying saying that he, that I lost him and I, and I don't blame him. I mean I I got a lot of pushback on this one and I, and understandably so. But my my reasoning behind it was that if he didn't tear his ACL this year, if he was healthy coming out, he'd be a first or second round pick, guaranteed, guaranteed first or second round. See, pick. I don't know if that's the case. He's got. I'm a, not sold on that. See, I think the, he'd be a second round. Is yes, but the thing is, he's got he's got the arm. Yeah, Hori is definitely gone. Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Um, so he's got the arm. He's got the arm talent for it, and yeah. he he has the mobility. And so because he has both things, 
And now you're right, right? Maybe he can't read a defense. And maybe that becomes clear. You sit down with him, you're like, no, this guy can't read defense. Like, he's not the guy, right? So you know that. I actually think it's advantageous for the Patriots that he has an ACL and can't play this year because it allows him to learn in the classroom and there's zero quarterback controversy. All right, we drafted him in the third round, but that doesn't yeah. mean anything, right? It'll be, Mac it'll be comes Mac out, and Zappy. And... Exactly. And if Mac comes out and, and plays, you know, plays lights out this year, well, then there's not even there's not even anything to talk about. But this is a big year for Mac. If he doesn't play well, you have a quarterback sitting waiting that could theoretically come in and push for a spot next year, right? And again, you know, we'll see. But but that was kind of my my thought process behind it. I understand why where people push back a lot of it, a, a lot of a, a lot on that one, and I understand it. Um, but but how uh, old anyways. is Hendon Hooker? I think he's like twenty four. He's he not might, young. Is he? Is he older than Mac Jones right now? Uh, it's certainly possible. He's 25. Yeah. January 13th, 1988. He's like... He's he turned that, 25. Yeah, but that's... Like, that's really my only issue. I have no issue with quarterback in this draft. I have no issue with quarterback in that spot. I'm not convinced Hendon Hooker is the guy I'd want to take the bet. Like, I'd rather... like. If we were going to do the whole Jalen Hurts thing, I liked Jalen Hurts in the second a lot more than than Hendon Hooker in the third. Yep. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, and you're yeah. and you're not wrong. And that's and that's the thing. Like people push back on it, and I got no problem with that, right? But at this point, I feel like it's fun to it's fun to throw some names out there. And Hooker's a guy that I feel like, and maybe he'll be available later than the third round. I don't know, right? But he's a guy that I feel like you can take a shot at a guy like that and just see what happens. You know? So yeah, and that's I like I like. I like the quarterback pick. And yeah, I think that. But yeah, the guy you disagree with, which is cool. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and that's. I just. I do want to clearly state this again for Patriot Nation. Like, there's a middle ground here where you can like and support Mac Jones and want yep. to give him the best chance for the future, and also see that he has not proven that he's the best guy for the future. And you need to continue taking shots on finding that guy correct. until you get that guy. And this is the year. This is the year. You have to. Yeah. You know, Mac has to show you this year because if he doesn't, you have to make the decision on the, on his fifth year option at the end of this year, and you probably have to pick it up, but not necessarily if you see what you saw last it, year from Mac Jones. Be like, you probably don't pick it up. No, you're what you're hoping from from Mac this year. Number one is that he is really good, and there's you don't have to worry about picking right. up the option because you know he's yep. worth it, or that he's bad enough that you can pick for another quarterback the year before, exactly. and there is no question mark about yep. whether or not you're picking up the option. Exactly. exactly. We don't want to Daniel Jones this. Exactly. I, yes, that's 100. <laughs> uh, all right. So next pick is uh, 107. First pick in the fourth round for the Patriots. Uh, they have multiple fourth round picks. As they, as they do. Um, pick 107, I have Joe Tipman, center from Wisconsin. This kid is an absolute mauler. Six, center six, from three, Wisconsin, you got me. I don't need to know anything else. Six, <laughs> I'm in. 6'6", six, 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 pretty tall for, for a center. Um, but he's given up four hurries and one sack in the last two years. Total. Um, so, which is pretty good. <laughs> so... You know, he's uh he's 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 good. His footwork can use a, a you know a little bit of work, yeah. but you're not drafting him to start this year. You're drafting him to start next year, um, and he's, that's he's, why he's your Ted Karras this year. Your your backup right. and exactly yep. Which I'm yep. assuming we're assuming like David Andrews is back next year, right? I mean, it sounds like it. I think he said yeah. right after the right after the last game that he was coming back next year. So yeah, 
Um, so, yeah. So, all right. Uh, next pick is 10 picks later, 117. Another pick, of course, in the fourth round. And we're going to go with Quindell Johnson, safety from Memphis. Uh, okay. Quindell Johnson. He has he has a little bit of size. A little bit of size. Um, I think he's 6'2". Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. I believe he's... Uh, is it 6'2"? Safety two? is a need. Devin uh, McCourty. Yeah. Hey, Devin McCourty... I'm assuming he's not back next year, but if he is back next year, that's it. Yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like he's not. He he tweeted that thing out where you know Brady's coming back to New England or something like that, and then he's like, "Oh, my wife was already on me for that." Seems like he's probably done. So Quindell Johnson, um, you know, from Memphis, six one, two oh four. He's not huge. He's he struggles a little bit tackling. Which I think is I think okay. his worst trait is tackling, to be honest with you, which isn't which isn't great for I don't for think the pass would draft him then. Um but he's a willing tackler. He's just not a great tackler. He he he'll throw his nose in there. Um, but he has a lot of experience playing deep safety. Um and so he's played it a decent amount and he has good instincts. So he's around the ball a decent amount. Um and so that's that's kind of the thing for me where it's like, I don't know if they'll take him and they might be able to get him yeah. later than the fourth round, but he's a guy that like just kind of when I watched them a little bit, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this guy. So, yeah. uh, right. you know. who Who's that safety they had in uh, the Shrine Bowl that they coached? The guy from Florida. Trading. Yeah. Oh, he's a guy that could. And you know what? That was one of those things. So I get into the. I start my Shrine Bowl. My Shrine Bowl uh, list starts right after this pick. All so right. I was like, I can't, I can't pick all Shrine Bowl guys. I'm like, I know <laughs> you know I mean? well, up. we'll get some different names in there. So exactly, that's the idea. Yeah, so, I like, I like the positions you're picking so far. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, my next one is uh, pick 135. Can and I guess who this is? This is fifth round, right? This is no. It's still the end of the fourth round. Okay. It's the end of the fourth round, though. This would probably be like the uh, like the J.C. Jackson pick. Are you going for a specialist here by any chance? I am not. I am not. Okay, I didn't know if this was uh, Jake Moody territory. Uh, Jake Moody, I have, but later, I don't know if I don't know if it lasts till later. But he isn't. Spoiler yeah. alert: he is in the draft later. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. I'm just kind of assuming we're taking Jake Moody at this. point. I mean, 100. percent Come on. Yeah. This, this is a this is a Shrine Bowl guy. It is. Though I don't think got. he was, I don't think he was a Patriots Rainbow guy. Uh, that's Jose Ramirez, edge defender from Eastern Michigan, six two six two two forty nine. Um, he is not an elite pass rusher, but like good enough pass rushing skills. Really good against the run. Can play the four three edge. Might even be able to play the three four edge if he has to. Um, okay. And so uh, you know, I like I like what he can do. I like what he can do. He's like a, you know, heady guy, plays well. He's not he's one of those like edge defenders that I feel like the Patriots like where like he doesn't necessarily and the, the Ronnie do, Perkins and right. Jennings mold. He yeah. doesn't like do anything like you're not like oh my god, he blows you away with like his pass rushing skills or whatever, but he just does just everything solid. well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why uh Jose Ramirez there at pick 1 there. You can never you can never use too many edge guys and I know we got a lot on the roster right now, but Judon is not uh, the youngest guy, Muche, right. will be up for a contract at some point. So yep. you can, I mean, it's a valuable position. Yep. So the one thing here is that I do have a little bit of that gap um, between mm-hmm. picks, which the Patriots don't typically love doing that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I so I go from 135 all the way to 192. And I go with Mo Diabate, 
uh, from yeah. Utah. He, of course, is the transfer who took over for Devin Lloyd, who people wanted the Patriots to draft last year. He may not draft. He may not last until the end of the sixth round. Um, but I have the Patriots taking him here. And, you know, what, 6'4", 229. Like, he's not – he's a decently big guy. Um, you know, I just think that – I think the Patriots need – they've been searching for an athletic guy at linebacker. They've been searching mm-hmm. for it, right? They draft Cam McGrone. They picked up – they traded for um, Mac Wilson. They picked up Raquan McMillan. They've been searching for that guy. Diabati kind of fits that. He fits that mold yeah. of that guy. Because yeah. um, somebody was talking about them liking him too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe exactly. Evan Lazar was. So, yeah, 100% on board with that. Yep. So, and then 210 was Jake Moody. And then 233, my final pick of the draft, uh, is Dante Stills, the D tackle from West Virginia, who dominated nice. at the, at the, uh, at the yeah. Shine Bowl. So I got a I got a buddy of mine who went to West Virginia and my DMs are constantly full with him sending me various West Virginia player tape. So I've seen a lot a lot of sills over the years. Yeah. I'm in. And his brother's yeah. in the NFL too already. Also a defensive tackle. Oh, that's right. Is that um Yeah. That's Dante yeah. and Darius. I don't remember where he went. But. Darius Stills. Okay. All right. Yeah, so anyway, so that's and and it's one of those things where like, you know, and I mentioned Sam Roberts in in the write-up in my in my draft mock draft write-up. You know, Sam Roberts is a guy who was like a project. They drafted last year cuz they saw some potential in him. You saw some of that potential really in in the preseason, I thought. He played his ass off in the preseason. Um but you just need more depth. Those inside guys, you just need a ton of guys. Look at what, you know, look at what the Eagles are doing where they're just rotating guys in and out, you know? And so yeah. you just you need guys that can play, and the more you have, the better, right? And so you know, take a take a late round flyer on another D tackle. Why the hell not? You know? Yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, we're at a point in the draft too where it's like you just you just kind of pick guys who you think might have a high upside. So I'm in. Right, right, exactly. So so anyway, so you walk away you walk away from the draft with you know your number one wide receiver. A potential number one corner, a starting right tackle, you know, your hopefully center of the future, maybe your deep safety of the future, you know, and then your kicker, and then, you know, an edge guy and a linebacker and, you know, a D tackle, and then maybe, you know, some sort of quarterback from the future. And the, the big thing about QB and and you know, is that typically they keep their they retain their value really well. Right. Yeah. Like even if they don't play for you, even if they don't play well for you, usually you can get something back for them. Right. And so so I think that that's one of those things where it's like, you know, as you said, maybe it's not Hannon Hooker, but I can certainly see them taking another what quarterback the, at some point. What did the what did the pads get for Stidham? Not much. I think they got like a six oh, or seven okay. round pick or something like that. They didn't get really get anything for him. But, um, you know, he also didn't really play. So, yeah. If he had had one in an ideal world, Hendon Hooker never sees the field. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, right? Right. So, but if he, but even if he plays, even if he shows out in in the preseason, then maybe, you know, maybe he turns some heads or whatever. So we'll see. But we'll see. Dad, uh, Dad's guy work is asking about Sean Wade. I I can't imagine that Sean Wade is going to do anything other than get cut by the Patriots this year. Um, Yeah. We'll see if they bring him into camp. Um, I just. I, just, I liked him coming out too, and he looked good in his yeah. very first preseason in Baltimore and all that. But it's a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart. 
he never could break past them. And when he did see the field, he didn't look good. So maybe another off season and another camp and he finds something he hasn't already, but yeah, I don't know. Man. I w- I, my expectations are incredibly low. I mean, look, when they signed two guys off the street and started them both over Sean Wade, I was like, and okay, one of them signed for next year. Right. Right. So it was just so, like, kind of like, we'll, we'll take this guy off the street instead of you. Like I was like, all right, that's all we need to know. Like he's, yeah. Know, He's cool. And maybe Sean Wade is in like the safety conversation in the future. I know if there was talk about like safety corner, I think he can do, he's kind of versatile back there. Right. He, he's, he's equally good at a lot of different stuff. I just don't know if he's NFL good at any of it. Well, and that's and, the thing. Like you wonder, I don't know, maybe they'd spend this off season saying, Hey, Sean, we're moving you to safety and let's see, let's see what happens when we move you to safety. You're no longer a corner. You're literally not. You're not even going to play corner anymore. You're just going to yeah. play safety, and, and just kind of see what happens. Josh Bledsoe for like the last safety spot on the team. Type of thing. Right, and so you bring him in. A I camp. don't even think he'd win that. I thought Josh Probably Bledsoe not. looked pretty good when he played. Yeah, so. and so that's the thing. It's but it's like what the hell? You know what I mean? You got him. You might as well you know bring him into camp. He doesn't cost anything. Not that he doesn't cost anything, but he was you know a fifth round draft pick or something like that. Like yeah. he's not expensive. So, um. You know, so you keep him the extra year, and you, and if he doesn't pan out, you cut him at the end of camp. You get ninety guys. You get ninety guys at camp, anyways. It's not like you know. So yeah, you bring in whoever for that, <laughs> right? Exactly. There's no hey. That's and that's kind of one of the things I've said about like well, I know we, we're going to come back to this, but the whole like Miles Bryant thing, and if he's on the team next year, like for guys like that, like you get ninety guys for camp, and a lot of the guys they're going to sign in the next couple of months are guys they're giving basically no money to. So. Right. Like just because Sean Wade is on the roster next year, just because Miles Bryant is on the roster next year, just because Kendrick Bourne is on the roster when we get to August does not mean that they're going to be there at the end. Very of the true. Year. Very true. That's, yeah. that's the roster that matters. <laughs> I'm just against. I'm just against. I'm against anything with, Miles, with, with Miles Bryant. It's just in principle. Yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, I was very wrong about Jelani Tobai. So, I mean, I yeah. wasn't that wrong about Jelani Tobai. He's not like he's not like a pro bowler, but he's a hell of a lot he's, better he's, than I thought he was. Yeah. But I think I think to remember we we kind of get lost in this is that these are human beings and sometimes like with another year they get more comfortable and they that learn new fair. things and they're able to just figure things out they didn't every year players surprise you both good and bad so yeah, yeah. that's true that's true and they are they also are like I want to also stress I've shit on I've crapped all over Miles Bryant quite a bit I'm sure he's a really nice guy like the Patriots yeah. keep him around I'm sure he's like a really nice guy. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys! It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito I'm sure he is. 
Right. Because he's, otherwise he's he wouldn't very good at football too. In like I mean, the grand scheme of things. I mean, <laughs> yes, comparatively speaking to the rest of the world. He would he's great. Yeah, he would if he hit either one of us, he'd probably put die. us in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it'd be okay. But you know, but it but it's it is one of those things, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what yeah, happens. And um and he can and you there's know. there's a unique amount of talent and ability you need to be good enough at football to get to the NFL, but right. bad enough to look bad in the NFL so everybody hates you. Right. Yeah. Well that's like I still remember like uh Mark Bellhorn, we played for the Red Sox, and my cousin was bitching about, oh, this guy Bellhorn. The Mark, the Mark Bellhorn home run off was at the pesky pole he hit in the postseason. Iconic moment. Oh, unbelievable, right? Yeah, no. So he, um, my cousin was bitching about him or whatever. My uncle was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, let's look him up. So they like looked him up online, and he like his the, like the high school, like the football stadium. It's like not even the baseball stadium. The football stadium in his high school is named after Mark Bellhorn. It's like, oh, you know, like he just was the best player to ever come out of his town. You know what I mean? Like, it's like don't forget yeah. this guy's really good. You know? Yeah, um, and that's yeah, uh, but, yeah. But yes, that does get lost sometimes when people are like you suck, and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, comparatively speaking, he does, but like. Also compared to comparing to other people. He's he's other earned people. the right onto that field. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So good point. Touche, salesman. Um so it's also the the NFL awards are going on currently right now. Um do we have do we have Hall of Fame yet? We do not have Hall of Fame yet. It'd be pretty crazy if, if Tyler got inducted into the Hall of Fame while we're live on yeah. air. That'd be pretty dope. Um but we do have the NFL has created the Jim Brown Award. Um Awarded annually to the player who leads the league in rushing yards. And that, of course, was awarded to Josh Jacobs this year. It's pretty cool. Soon to be free agent, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. As a matter of fact. So, um, yeah. But, anyways, and then comeback player of the year was Geno Smith. I mean, no no surprise there. Like, he, you know. Yeah, he earned that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And and a completely, if we're waiting on the Hall of Fame stuff, I have a completely unrelated question to ask you. I just want your opinion. I was doing this on another podcast earlier. We were having this discussion. What, what, what's the best uh, type of pizza, New York or uh, Chicago? Oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. That's obviously New York. It's not even close. Oh, boy. No one's – you like, do you, you prefer a deep dish pizza? I love deep dish pizza. Oh, it's so Lord. good. If I wanted pie, I would eat pie. I want pizza. It's so good. The is cheese is fantastic. I don't know. Maybe I haven't had enough Chicago style pizza, but like I don't I've only had it a pizza. couple times in my life. I had it and it was like life changing. It was so yeah. good. I like I like mean, pizza. I like all pizza, but right. I understand. I get you. I mean, I just think I think to me, a good slice of like a really good slice of pizza. It's got a little crunch. It's got a little crunch mm-hmm. to it. Right. You want a little texture. And then I like it. I like it nice and flat. I don't need I don't you know, maybe a few so bubbles in there to get the you know what I mean? I don't always love the thin crust. Like it's, I need to have a little thickness, a little chew. Oh yeah, no, and I don't mean thin crust because sometimes a thin crust is too thin, and then it gets to be like hard. I don't want it. Feels like, like it feels like you're eating a cracker with melted yes. cheese on top. Yeah, no, that's no bueno. I don't like that. But like, I need it. I need like a just a little bit. Give me a little crunch in there, and uh, you know, I'm not. I don't let's put it this way. I don't want to eat my pizza with a fork and knife, right? And I feel like when you get Chicago style, you kind of have to eat it with a fork and knife. Yeah, I didn't. You really you know? don't. If it's good Chicago style, I got a Chicago style that had like sausage in it too, and it was so okay. good. All right. Oh, Dad's having pizza for the Super Bowl. Love it. I, I think I'm like probably it. having pizza for the Super Bowl too, but probably just from like a couple. I'm, you know, not, 
I'm doing, uh, what do you call it? I think I'm doing a buffalo chicken dip. I think we're going to make some buffalo wings. My buddy's bringing over some wings to make. Um, yeah, I don't know. We got a couple of people coming over, and I think everybody's bringing something. So we'll see what they end up bringing. Oh, I think my girlfriend's oh. making – she told me today she wants to make cookie cake, and then she wants to, like, decorate it to be like a football. So That's cool. I like that, I like that idea. We're doing yeah. – uh, with my uh, math department, we're doing, like, a um, – a cookie like challenge or whatever to see who can make the best cookies or whatever for Valentine's Day. And so my daughter's been baking and stuff, so she's gonna help me bake a cookie. And I think we're doing like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. We're either doing a Lucky Charms cookie or like some sort of, I think it's like cinnamon toast crunch snickerdoodle or something crazy like that. That so, sounds so good. Just some sort of like crazy concoction where we just throw a bunch of stuff together and like just make something ridiculous, you know? So oh, that's that sounds good. Um, so, but yeah. Yep. Ooh, that that's making a vanilla and chocolate cake. Okay. Oh, a, van, okay. a vanilla and a chocolate. Is that one cake that's vanilla and chocolate, or is that two? You make a like vanilla two. cake and a chocolate. Sounds okay. like two, and I approve of the two because I'm not a big chocolate yeah. cake guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dark Blue Gold says Philly cheesesteak and Kansas City barbecue for you. I have something to share with you because I was having this conversation earlier with my mm -hmm. buddy from Philly. I don't know if I can find the link anymore. They have something called the Philly taco. Okay. And. It's the Philly cheesesteak, but with slices of pizza like wrapped around it. Bro, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here, man? Like, wait, that's just—we've gone too far. We just don't. We just don't need that. Like, it's. I have not, to try it once. There's no way it's good, but I have to try it. Once. Right, it's too much. It, that's just too yeah. much. You know what I mean? That, and the Philly it should cheesesteak, come with a like a prepaid ride to the hospital after. Yeah, it really should, right? So the Philly <laughs> cheesesteak sometimes a little too much for me. The cheese, really? it's it's the cheese sauce on top for me. I love cheesesteaks. Okay. I'm like a huge cheesesteak guy. The cheese sauce on top sometimes is a little too much. And so I'm like, yeah. ah, you know, and it's a it's like a texture thing for me. I, I don't love like when I eat a cheesesteak, I'm like, and I call it a steak and cheese, but when I eat a cheesesteak, like I I'm like, you know what? I want, yeah, see, I'm not see, that's the other thing. Provolone, I'm out. I'm out hundo. You don't like provolone? I don't. Oh, I, don't, love pro I used to eat that by the slices. Again. I'm one of those guys. Like, I like American cheese. I'll eat cheddar too, but I like American or cheddar cheese. I like sharp cheddar as well. But you, you can't like really mozzarella? Well, I mean, obviously, everyone likes mozzarella. Okay. I mean, like, you know, but I'm not like a provolone Swiss. Like, I'm not, I don't like either of the, any of the, like anything that tastes a little funky, I'm out. Um, It's got that you like. blue cheese? No. Oh. Nope. So I mean, I'll dunk, I'll dunk my buffalo and blue cheese if I have to, but like, I prefer ranch. Uh, really, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't dunk my buffalo wings. I don't. I yeah, that's that's my first thing. If the wings are good, I don't need to dunk them. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I don't have a, a ranch blue cheese preference. I just like them both. If it's there in front of me and I feel like dipping, I'll just yeah. dip and really, and I'll see what it is when I bite into it. Yeah, but that's true. Way, I'll, I'll do the same usually. I mean. You know, it's like whatever. If it's blue cheese, it's blue cheese. If it's if it's ranch, it's ranch. But, um, but yeah, it's I don't know, man. When I when I pick up the cheesesteak to eat it, right? I'm like, I just want to eat it. I don't want to get it everywhere. Like I feel like the Philly cheesesteak, you oh, eat it, and it's just like it's all over your face. It's dripping down your shirt. It's like it's a mess. You know what I mean? See, I had my first real authentic like Philly cheesesteak when I was in Philly a week and a half ago, and I was it lived up to the hype. Well, it was good. And so that's the other part of it is that I've never actually been to Philly yet. So I've had cheesesteaks, but they're not like the authentic Philly cheesesteaks. So I think – so April break, we're going down to D.C. And on the way mm -hmm. back up from D.C., I think we're stopping in Philly for a night. 
and I will be getting a cheesesteak when I go there. And so right. I'll, I'll send say, you from I'll send you some recommendations from a buddy that lives there. Yeah. He knows all the cheesesteak spots. <laughs> that, that might that might change my mind. That might change my yeah. mind when I get an it's actual good. legit Philly cheesesteak. So um, you know you know who I think has a good steak and cheese. This is a New England thing right here. D'Angelo. The number oh, yeah. nine at D'Angelo. Oh. That. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Daniel's Chicken yeah. Cheese is the best steak and cheese around here. It is. Yeah. Every time I would take um, like a any kind of road trip in New England with my parents growing up, if we were anywhere near D'Angelo. Yeah. Stopping, we're all getting number nine. <laughs> so now what's funny is that D'Angelo and, and Puppuccino's have combined now. So it's like one store. So now it's like you, get, you go in and you get Puppuccino's pizza, but then you get D'Angelo's steaks. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So. Now you have me hungry. Here's the thing. I know I'm. I don't need to eat more food, but we've had it's this whole conversation. We're just we're just talking about food. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat something after this. I'm gonna find. We go to the bodega or something and get. I was a sandwich. say you can you can tell us the off season because we've devolved into into food talk. <laughs> um, but it's important. It's a it's an important conversation to have because I can always talk about food. Yeah. Oh, and especially before Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I feel like Super Bowl Sunday's all. You gotta know what you're gonna make. Exactly, yeah. and it's yeah. Well, here's the thing. It depends. If the if the Patriots are not playing in it, it's all about the food. If the yes. Patriots are playing in it. I'm like, I'm not even going to think about the food until right before. Like I'm locking myself in my room. I'm not watching with anybody else. Like it well, is that's a religious experience. 100%. No, the Patriots are playing. I remember <laughs> I was funny because I was looking back at just Facebook memories and stuff. And when the Patriots put the Giants in 2011, we me, me and my buddy, my daughter, um, well, my wife was like eight months pregnant. Um, and well, no, that's not true. It was 2012. So, no, my daughter was born. She was born. I'm like, anyways. So, my daughter was born. Less than a year old, though. So, we can't watch at my house, right? I don't really want to watch at his house. And so, my other buddy, his whole family was going to, like, three different parties. So, they were like, his parents were going one place. He was going to another place. His sister was going to another spot. And he's like, listen, there's going to be no one at my house if you guys want to watch the game. So, me and my buddy went to our other friend's house by ourselves and watched the game by ourselves. <laughs> the game, because like, we're like, we don't want to listen to anyone at freaking Super Bowl parties. We want to watch the game. No. You know what I mean? No, that's and let me say, there's like, I, I'm like, obviously, it's Super Bowl parties like more casual or whatever. But there's one type of fan those I cannot stand, and that's the person who's like talking through the game and then shushing you for the commercials. Yes. If you ever do that, the Super Bowl party I'm hosting, you're you're out. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent immediate like that. Um, that's an. I know, yeah. and if it's a, if it's the Patriots, it's like, like I'm. Oh yeah, it's a select few that are allowed to be near me when I'm watching right. the. Patriots. No, I can't, can't do it. Uh oh, breaking news! Some breaking news. We have the 2023 Hall of Fame class. Him, Rondé Barber. Good one. Joe Thomas. I like him. Zach Thomas. All right, Dolphins linebacker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. DeMar- Demarcus Ware. Deserved. Don Coriel, coach contributor. Well, that is well over a long time. Yep. Chuck Howley. Well, so right. the senior ones were Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko. Oh, yeah. I love Joe Klecko. And Ken Riley. And okay. also, former Patriots court cornerback, number 24, Darrell Rivas. Oh, I thought you were going to tie a law. You psyched me out. <laughs> I had you there. I had you going. Yes, Darrell Reeves. But hey, I mean, he did play. Hey, you you could have done. You could have gone one one level deeper too. They're from the same town. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy, right? In Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, 
Ty Law, I, he should be an all. I, I mean, the, and listen, I can't, no, I can't argue with the Revis. Get, like Revis is one of the best ever. So I right. can go first, but and no offense to Joe Thomas. I mean, no offense. To, no, no. I'm sorry. No offense to Zach Thomas. Yeah, Ty Law deserves to be in over Zach Thomas. I know Zach Thomas yes. has counting staff, really but good. like Zach Thomas racked up the tackles, but like. That's all Ty he Law, did was just tackle. Ty Law was so good that he made the Colts go to the NFL and complain about the rules. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, he was that good. I mean, he was unbelievable. <laughs> you know, in picking Manning off three times in one game in, in the playoffs, having the pick you know, six, in the, pick the six in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Like, man, he was. How many guys have a pick six in the Super Bowl? That's that's got to be a pretty small company, right? Not many. Well, you got Dexter Jackson who had what two or something like that. No, not Dexter Jackson. What the yeah. hell was it? the hell was the guy's name who won? Uh, who won MVP for the Cowboys and then and then sucked the rest oh, of his career? Uh, and that was the guy. Was he the guy who won it when the Cowboys lost too? Alf. Uh, yes, Alford. Robert. Right? Robert Alford. Oh, oh, oh never mind. Nope. That's from the. That's from the. Uh, that's from the, the Falcons. Um, Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was his name, man? Was he the guy who won MVP when the Cowboys lost? He no. Had two pick sixes or whatever. Or that no. might have been a linebacker for them. I think it was against the. I want to say it was against the Steelers. Was it Super Bowl 30 against the Steelers, or was it the one against the Bills? No, I think it was the Neil O'Donnell game okay. um, where Neil O'Donnell threw, like, he threw, like, a billion interceptions in that game. Um, let's see. Super Bowl MVP award. Let's hold on. Hold on. I got it. I'm coming. It's coming. Uh, not soon, Not quickly. It's not coming. Not quickly enough, but mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I love Rondé Barber, but I think Ty Law should get in above him, too. I agree. Uh, that I agree with as well. Dexter Jackson. I was right. I knew it was Dexter. Did I say oh, Dexter was he for the – you did. Okay. Was he for the Buccaneers in 02? Oh, he was the Bucks. You're yeah. right. He was the Bucks, and then he got signed by the Cowboys. Okay. I think he got, think he got signed by the Cowboys, and they paid him like a million dollars. They paid him tons of money, and he was terrible. Yeah. Darkly uh, James oh, no, no, no. was a pick that's, six. That's not even right. That's not even right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Say that one more time. Uh, Dark Blue Gold just said, uh, asking about James Harrison. That was a pick six. So James Harrison is in this conversation. Just an absolutely terrible. Just, just a terrible play. A terrible. One of the play funniest ever. plays ever. Man, and Kurt Warner just like he had Thierry Fitz open in the back of the end zone and threw it. Tried to try to get it in there. Stupid. I can't believe they lost that game. You know what? Speaking of that game, I've been playing Madden 10 this week. I'm throwing it back, and that's the one with uh, uh, Larry Fitz and Troy Polamalu on the cover from that Super Bowl. It's the Madden that came out after that. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, it was a fun one. Uh, that was well, a you great Super Bowl. The guy I was thinking about was Larry Brown. Okay. Larry Brown in Super Bowl 30. Which mm-hmm. was the Steelers? Yep, I was right about yeah, that. Was, yeah, that was Steelers Cowboys. That was out in L.A. Maybe or I think it was. Yeah, out in LA. Larry Brown, twelfth round draft pick. He was a twelfth round draft pick, and I think he. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have the. I don't have the 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 thing in front. I can't find the uh the thing in front of me. I'm pretty sure he had, he had multiple interceptions. I'm almost positive. Yeah, uh, we have our MVP now. By the way, if we you do. haven't seen it already, yes, do you want to guess do. who it is? Oh, I know. I saw it. Okay, yeah, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes, which it is. that's the right call, too. I, I love is. what Jalen Hurts has done this year, but Mahomes is, was the best player in the NFL. No, deservedly so. Uh, and, you know, and I think I think the thing for me with him is that he just, he's, what's insane is that he's so freaking good. 
you know, yeah, he he's lost. Like, he's gotten better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, if that's what he does is is incredible. Um, and it's, I think back to the opening drive was it against the Jaguars in the divisional round, where like they hit him on every play and every single one of them was a completion, and he wasn't yeah. like throwing right on any of them, but. Yeah, no, nah, he just it just didn't it just didn't impact him. He's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just if there's, if there's a quarterback playing right now who's going to go down to end up being the goat and he's going to take the throne from Tom Brady, it's Mahomes. He's the only guy who's got a shot. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, by the way, Larry Brown in that Super Bowl only had two interceptions and neither of them returned for touchdowns. Um, though. One of them was for 33 yards, and the other one was for 44 yards, but neither of them were touchdowns. So, anyways, uh, he's right. So, Thad, Thad says, and I agree with him, uh, Mahomes is not going to lose the Super Bowl. And the reason why is because the last – I we did we talk about this on the last week or two weeks ago, didn't we? The last MVP so. the last MVP to win the Super Bowl was Kurt Warner in 1999. Yep. And so, you know, it's just... Which is crazy. That was a three-year run there. Kurt Warner, Marshall Fall, Kurt Warner. That's wild. Yeah. Yep. So it's really, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what um, to see what transpires there. But, like, I think the QBs yeah. are, like, I think MVPs are, like, 0-9 or something like that in the Super Bowl since since that time. Um, so... I, I have the list up. So, yeah, o- Warner and a one lost... Rich Gannon was MVP in 02. I didn't even yep. realize that. Yeah. Yep. He, he, he lost. lost them. 03, it was Manning and McNair, and then neither of them made it. Yeah, they both why. lost the Patriots, yeah. 04 was Manning. I wonder why he didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that's that's bizarre to have him win MVP in back-to-back years and not yep. make the Super Bowl. That's yep. crazy. Lose the same team in the playoffs. Although, you know what's yeah. interesting is that is that neither Manning nor Brady ever lost a home playoff game to each other. No, it was all the home teams. In this. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Alexander in 05, lost in the Super Bowl, 06, LaDainian Tomlinson. Wow. To have a season like LaDainian Tomlinson did that year and not make the Super Bowl, that's wild. Yep. Uh, I wonder who knocked him out. <laughs> um, <laughs> 07, that's Brady, not, obviously. Skip that one. Yeah, 08, Manning, 09, Manning. They lost the Super Bowl, 2010. Yep. Oh, yikes. It was Brady. 2011, yep. Rodgers. Didn't make it. Yeah, he got knocked out by the Giants. Oh yeah, in the first round, didn't he? Didn't they lose in the first um, round? With the, was that the year no, they were fifteen and one? And lost in the first. They were fifteen one, but I think they lost in the second round. No, it was the first round because then the Giants played in San Fran in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Yep. Um, Peyton in twenty thirteen lost the Super Bowl. Yep. Cam Newton in fifteen lost the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan in sixteen. Man. Yeah. That's tough to be as good as he was and lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 17 was Brady, right? And 17 was yeah. Brady again. Yep. Yeah. And then 18 yeah, was then, Mahomes. No, 18 was Lamar. 18 Mahomes, 19 Mahomes. Lamar. Man, Mahomes, that good in 2018. I know. You're not going to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot of, a lot of MVPs. I think it's, I think it's nine. We didn't, we didn't count them off. I wasn't we counting. Did, I was too a busy. Crappy job of, of counting it off. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was too busy making jokes. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. By the way, uh, Schefter tweeted out some guys who are eligible for the Hall next yep. year. I can read you some of these names. You tell me if you think they're in or not. Let's do it. Uh, Ju- Julius Peppers. Probably in. Yeah, I agree. Antonio Gates? Should, uh, yeah, probably should be in. Yep. Yeah. 
Eric Berry. No. Uh, if D-Mac's not getting in, I don't think Berry's getting in. I think they're about the same. Brandon Marshall? No. Hall of Very Good, I think. Haloti Nada? No. Jamal Charles? No. The next name killed me. It's Doug Baldwin. <laughs> Doug Baldwin? Get out of here with that. Jordy Nelson. Connor Barwin? <laughs> Come on, bro. What are we doing? Sebastian Janikowski. That'd be fun if Seabass got in. That would be fun. fun. He's not going to because and he no. shouldn't, but it'd be funny. <laughs> Kyle Williams. Hall of Very Good. Who the hell is Kyle Williams? Oh, the, the, oh, D-line the D-line. Get out of here with that. Hall of Very Good. Uh, you're going to love the last one he mentioned. It's Andrew Luck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, dude. That's just oh, outrageous. I love that. Yeah. I love the I love the trolling from Schefter there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. Um Oh, Mahomes killed Hertz in the MVP voting. It wasn't close. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. He got forty eight of fifty first place votes. Almost unanimous. Yeah. It's not really it's not really surprising, but um do you want to hear the list of all of the players who got an MVP vote? Also, and, and by the way, Lazar, just to, I, Lazar, Evan Lazar just tweeted out, and he's 100% right. Devin freaking Hester is didn't make the Hall of Fame again. And it's like, it's Devin Hester, bro. Devin Hester, Devin Hester should Hester be a Hall of Famer. He's unbelievable. He's, you can't he's tell the, the story best of one the... man ever. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, like Hester, Vinatieri, Slater, all these are guys that should be, and they got as good as they can get at the things that they right. did. Justin right. Tucker, like all these guys should be Hall of Famers. Yeah. You can't tell the story of the game when they played. You can't tell the story of that Super Bowl against the Colts, the Bears, like returning that. Like Devin Hester's a, the only reason that was remotely competitive for any stretch. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They, like, they literally kicked the ball out of bounds instead of kicking it to Devin Hester. Yeah. He had <laughs> such an impact on the game. Um, so yeah, so. would you like to hear everybody who got an MVP vote? Let's hear it. Now, keep in mind you could vote first through fifth for this. So a number of these names only got fifth place votes for MVP, which is going to explain a lot of what I'm about to read to you. So, Patrick Mahomes, Obviously. Jalen Hurts, yep, Josh Allen, okay, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, yep, Nick Bosa. And okay. now here's here's the so the, they all had at least twenty points from the voting the way it's calculated. I believe none of the rest of the people here had below had above a third place uh-huh. vote. No, nobody below here had above a fifth place vote. Um, no, so no Lawrence had one fourth place, and then everybody else is all fifth place. So Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, okay, yeah, Micah Parsons, no. AJ Brown, what? Justin Fields. What? Tyreek Hill, Justin Herbert, Derek Henry, Gina Smith, Tua Tungavaloa, and Danny Kellington. Who? Who the hell's Danny Kellington? <laughs> I don't know. I know the name. I don't know who he is, though. Wait a second. Wait a second. Gino Smith oh. now has more MVP votes than Russell Wilson. I know why, uh, Danny. Okay, and I know why. I, I'm I'm a bit of a jerk now. Uh, we're we're a bit jerks for not knowing who Danny Kellington is here. He is the Bills medical trainer who revives Demar Hamlin. Oh, Danny, Danny Kellington. Yeah, Danny got it. But I mean, come on. I what, did not expect his name. name in the a player. 
I'm like, what the I hell get it. I do. I do like that somebody gave him a vote, and now he'll always show up for that. You're, that's kind you're of the cool. real MVP, right? Like, come on, dude. That's it's fair I'm enough to show up on the list, but that is not what I expected to be seeing. No, 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 no. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I want to know. Who, yeah. I want to know who did it. I want to know who did it. I'm very curious. You know, but hey, Geno Smith, one MVP vote. Russell Wilson, zero MVP votes for his career. So there you go. Very curious how that goes. Geno Smith, greater than sign, Russell Wilson. I'm curious how that goes with what's his face up there. It's going to be an unmitigated disaster. I do. uh, Here's the thing. I think Russell Wilson can be good. I think the issue is he wants to play his style, which he isn't as good at anymore. Yeah. Um, And now that the Broncos have invested so heavily in a coach, they can basically be like, hey, we're siding with him over you. So you listen to it or you we're going to go with somebody else. Right. And if if he's smart enough, he'll actually buy into the system. I think if he buys into the system with that talent, it can be a good team. Maybe not great, but they can be fine. Yeah. I don't think he's Russell Wilson. I don't think he shouldn't be as bad as he was this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Someone voted for, I still can't believe someone voted for Tua. Like, who the hell's voting for Tua? Yeah. And Geno Smith for MVP? No. Is that me, right. That was Mina Kimes, I bet. <laughs> Just the Seahawks fan. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but anyways, but it's, you know, that's, it's always fun to kind of, to kind of see those. Uh, and then Dak won Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is cool. So. Oh, nice. Good uh, for him. So good for, good for Dak. I know Dak's getting, Dak gets like memed on. It's fun, but he's like a, it's only because they paid him a lot and he played for the Cowboys. Like he's a, he's a, he's a good, he's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He seems like a very good person. Like, yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, Sheffield just tweeted out that the vote for Denny Kellington came from Susie Colber. Oh, nice. Was she on the field? Was she the one that was on the field? No, she was, she, she was in right? the studio for ESPN. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I knew she was there, but I, I couldn't remember. I mean, she, obviously she wasn't at the game, but I knew she was there like on air that night. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, I, I like know. that. I like that she, I like that he gets the honors for that. That is cool that whenever you talk about this, like yeah. his name yeah. will have to come up as a guy who got a vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. So, so yeah, good for him. Uh, he is most valuable trainer. That is for sure. hundred percent. Also, uh, he also now has more MVP votes than Russell Wilson. <laughs> so, you know, just another little thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like when uh, when Vince Wilfork, and I think I think uh, I erroneously said that he hadn't passed him, but Jamal Adams has now passed uh, Vince Wilfork. I think Jamal Adams has three career interceptions, where Vince only has two. Uh, but that was always my favorite stat, that Vince Wilfork had more career interceptions than Jamal Adams. Oh my <laughs> so stupid, you know? Uh, but anyways. So, all right, uh, we're about an hour in, so let's let's get into our last segment here. We got anything else you want to? Oh, wait, do you want to do some prop bets? We got it. We got to do our picks. We're doing prop bets. We're doing Super Bowl preview. We can kind of do these as one two because one of the bets will always be the um, what do you call it? Who wins? But uh, yeah, I I highlighted a couple here. So, and I can I'll probably tweet this out later for anybody who is interested. But there's one particular prop betting sheet I like. If you're looking one for one for your party, it has how many questions does it have? Does it even say? Oh my god, it has a ton. It has like sixty-seven props on it. And uh, basically, one sheet. You fill it out. I like to print it out with my buddies for the party, and every, we print one for everybody. We all fill them out. We put them in a pile. Everybody throws in like five bucks. Whoever gets the most right gets the money. It's it's a fun time. Uh, I've done this going back. I think the first year I did this was that Saints Ravens Super Bowl. 
that had the um, what am I saying? Saints Ravens, 49ers Ravens in the same stadium when the power went out. Done it for that long. So I recommend it. I gra- I grabbed five props here. Some fun ones for you, Pat, if you want to give you want to give some answers for these. Oh, it's here. Let's hear it. All right. So we, we got we got one player one for the Chiefs. Okay. Over or under one and a half Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns. I'm gonna I gotta go over on that one. Yeah. I tend to agree. But the fact that it's even that low has me concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going over because I don't feel good about it. No. No. Uh player prop for the Eagles here. Hassan Reddick sacks. The over under is 0.5. So d- does he get any sacks or no? Yes. Yep. Yeah. He's getting a sack. I also agree. So we're two for two here. Uh third one. We're going off, we're going off to the football and on to the commercials. Okay. Yes or no. A Doritos commercial plays before an M&M's commercial. Ooh. I'm going to go with yes, only because M&M's, I think, like, is now Maya Rudolph is the person that is the, they haven't really had that whole stupid fallout with, like, who was the, the, I don't even know. That was stupid. But but I I think think Maya Rudolph is going to be the person. So I'm going... I'm going no. I think we get M and M's first like because right I think away. this is all. I think this is all lead up to some ad campaign where they're going to come in with Maya Rudolph and it's going to be a, a just a kind of a fake out and they're going to go back to the original thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, that's my that's my read on this. All right, so we got a, a difference there, uh, and we got two two just kind of fun props here. Yes or no? The, will the jersey number of the player scoring the first touchdown be under 11 and a half? So that's the person who goes into the end zone with it. Got it. Person who goes into the end zone under 11 and a half. Whew, man. Uh, I'm going to go. Well, it, uh, of course, it also depends who scores first. But if you believe the Eagles are going to score first, the smart money would be on under because you have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith who are both wear jerseys under 11. And Jalen Hurts is number one. He'll and, run of course, it Jalen in Hurts. Too. Yes, yep, very true. So um, as a guy who wants to see the Eagles win, I'm going to take the under on this one. Of course, it's probably gonna, the Eagles probably going to score, and it's going to be freaking Miles Sanders. Um, but, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the, uh, with the under on this one. I'll go the other way with this just because I feel like if the Chiefs score first, it's almost definitely going to be Travis Kelsey. Right. And yep. it all takes there at the coin flip with the Chiefs getting the ball first. And if the oh, Eagles get it. it, there's a couple guys who can score who are above that. So yep. it'll be like Quez Watkins gets the first touchdown and we're all like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I feel like I feel like the money to be made would be on the under. Like if, if they have, yeah. you know, if there was one of those ones where it was like a plus minus type thing, you know, where. Um, yeah. Where you know they're giving you they're giving you money on one side or the other. I would I would think the money that they're giving you would be on the would be on the minus side. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the I do side. think I think Mahomes could get a rushing touchdown too. Very true. He he wears he got, fifteen. He got one. So he'd be over he, too. And he got one in uh, the Super Bowl they played against the Niners, if I'm remembering that one correctly. So yeah, I think, I think you're he right. got the first touchdown of that game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, happened. Right. And the final one, yes or no? We'll, Points be scored with under two minutes left in the game. I mean, you. I mean, you kind of have to feel like. I hope not, <laughs> because if it does, it probably means the Chiefs are going to win. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say, 
man, if the Chiefs and the E, they're both just so good. I'm going to say yes, because they, they're both just such good teams. Now, the only thing is that the Eagles could could get the ball with the lead and just kill the clock. Or the yeah. Chiefs could do the same thing, theoretically. Um, but but the way that both these teams have played kind of all year, and really for the Chiefs the last few years, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with yes. I'm going no. I think, and this is we're going to talk about the game here, but I think the Chiefs win. Sorry, the Eagles win. I think they blow them out. Not blow out, blow out. Not not yeah. like but Bucks, like Chiefs a couple years ago. Yeah, like ten points. Mm-hmm. And it'll be one of those where the Chiefs get the ball back with three minutes off, looking to do something, and the drive will stall somewhere on fourth down, and that'll be it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, certainly could happen. That that would be interesting. And I, I do think I think the Eagles are the bet are the um, are the better team. I think they're the better yeah. all around team. I think they have a better defense. Obviously, I think they have. A, I think they have as good, if not a better, offense than the Chiefs have, um, which is saying a lot because the Chiefs are really good offense. Obviously, with Mahomes, but and you know, and they don't have anyone on the team that's as good as Travis Kelsey is at what he does. But they have AJ Brown, who's pretty damn good, and they have Devonta Smith, who's pretty damn good. Um, and the biggest thing for me, the biggest reason why I think the Eagles win this game is because. They have a significantly better offensive line and they have a significantly better defensive line. And I know that the Chiefs have Chris Jones, who's who's a problem with a capital yeah. P. But the Eagles have like seven guys. They're like seven guys deep. They just don't get tired yeah. because they can throw so many guys out there, you know? I think they have the best they might have the best offensive line of football, too. Yeah. So you put it all together and it's I don't know, games are won in the trenches and Mahomes is really good. The Chiefs will probably stay competitive, but to me, this feels like the type of game where the Chief, the Eagles wear them down and it's close going into the fourth and ends up as like either a two score game or it's one score, but because the Chiefs kind of backdoor it. Right, right. Yeah, they're down by like, you know, they'll score a touchdown score and, and, yeah. and then not get the onside kick and not get right. the ball back or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, certainly. I mean, you know, it's it is interesting to see what happens. But again, and this is the biggest thing for me. And and if you're a Chiefs fan at this point, right? You got to be like the Patriots were back in the day, right? You, you feel like Mahomes gives you a chance in any mm-hmm. game against any opponent, no matter what the situation is. You feel like we have Patrick Mahomes and you don't, right? And that's enough because he's done it over and over and over again. And it's not what's crazy about Mahomes is that it's not just like, oh, he, he engineers a drive like Brady's engineered a million drives. He engineers a drive in like 10 seconds. 30 seconds, 25 drive. It's a play. (laughs) Right. Right. And so that's the stuff for me where it's like, you know, he just seems to do those things. He did it against the Patriots in 2018 to force overtime. He did it against, you know, obviously against the bills to win the game, to force overtime again. Video game glitch. Like he's, you know, you know how you play video games and you're like, like you'll hit the other quarterback as hard as possible in Madden. Yeah. And he's still like, it's an 80 yard pass for a touchdown. You're like, well, that couldn't happen. Well, Mahomes does it. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's why he's so good. It's just, it's crazy. And again, as a Patriots fan, I'm rooting against the Chiefs because what you care about is the legacy of your team. And the legacy of your team is Brady. That's the legacy of your team. And what Brady was able to do here, how he won six Super Bowls. You know, Mahomes now, in five years, has been to the AC Championship game every single year, has been to three Super Bowls. You know, I mean, that's at some point, it's going to slow down. But, like, that's pretty unbelievable. If he wins two here, you know, if he wins his second Super Bowl here, he's probably not going to catch Brady. 
But like, if there's anyone that's going to do it, it's going to be him. So like, you yeah. got to root against him every time he's yeah. out there. You have to. Yeah. Oh, on the flip side of it too, is Jalen Hurts is incredibly likable as a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just a, really like I haven't heard a bad thing about him. He does. Yeah. He's su- such a great guy. I love him. He's fun to watch play and. I know I like I like a good running game. I think a good running game is really fun to watch. Yeah. I really enjoy AJ Brown. I really Devonta Smith was my favorite player in college football that year. He won the Heisman. Like he's I have always loved him. The Eagles just have likable guys, and Hassan Reddick is fun too. Yeah, and like I have a very much a love hate relationship with Eagle fans um, because I think they're very similar to Boston sports fans, and Boston fans are probably going to hate to hear that, but they're the <laughs> same breed. Oh, and yeah. it's why we hate each other so much. I but mean, the the Eagles a, are. I have a mutual, more, res- yeah, as a mutual respect there. I get yeah. what that's like. <laughs> the Eagles are a little more feral, you know. The, the, um, the Eagles, the Philly fans or Boston fans with less success. So, yeah, right. if they get the success, they'll be right there with us. I yeah. hope they don't. I hope they don't. But I, I and I wouldn't be rooting for Philly if this was against like the Bengals. But I'll root for them against the Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So. Yeah. And hey, I want to point out what Dark Blue Gold said about like. If he keeps getting these games, he deserves to kind of get close to Brady or whatever. And I think that is fair. Like it's, I don't want to, I want Brady to have these records for forever. I do the legend, but if Mahomes is also that good, I'm not going to be mad at him for getting up there. If you put it this way, if anybody ever takes the title of goat from Tom Brady, they will have earned that. And if they do that, they will like, they, you've got my respect. Yeah, no. And that's, that's definitely true. Uh, By the way, uh, Breaking news, one more name added to the list of first-time eligible players for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That'd be the one and only Matt Castle uh, will be eligible for the Legend. He pointed 11 out to Schefter. 11-5 and five as a starter in 08, Matt That's Castle. That's right, baby. He, uh, he pointed out to, to Schefter. He's like, don't forget about me, Adam. And he goes, and Matt Castle. Sorry about that. <laughs> so this would be anybody who last played in 2018, correct? Yeah, five years out. Yep. So who who else last played in that year? I'm curious. No, Who I are the know. other random players that are now? I, I couldn't couldn't even tell you. I don't even want to begin to look it up. Um. So, anyways. wait, was Jason? Oh no, Jason McCourty came back. Never mind. Yeah, J Mac came back for one more year. So, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Is that gonna all right. do it? Yeah, let's do. We'll do our final segment. Oh wait, I'm picking Philly. Are you picking Philly too? You had to pick Kansas yeah, City. I already kidding? put money on Philly. Oh baby, should well, we I'm... should we use should we take the prop bets I picked and put them towards our our thing? Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. Okay. So you oh, have, okay. so you have what three? You have uh, we have three different ones, right? Yeah, because we have the I have M and M's first. I've got jersey number over and points scored no. So I've got it highlighted in my thing. I'll write that down. Yeah, yeah, write that down and we'll and we'll go from there. Yeah. So. I like it. Um, I yeah. like it. Yeah. So and everybody, everybody, stay safe. Super Bowl weekend. Make well, now, sure you drive that, safe. No, wait now, wait now, hold, oh, now oh, oh, hold, oh. hold on now, hold on. We still, we still have one more segment to do. Oh can't, shoot! I didn't prepare anything for that. Can't forget about that segment. That's right. I have two. I have two. Oh, uh, so we'll let me go. let me frantically look something up while you stall. <sighs> we'll go with my two. All right, here we go. Well, while you're looking, here we go. And now for something we think you'll really like. This week in sports history. All right, so I have two. One going back all the way to 1540. Uh, and that is when <laughs> that was in Chester, England, where the four, the first recorded race meet was ever ran. 
in Chester, England in 1540. So there you go. There's one for you there. And in 1971, uh, all this talk of the Hall of Fame, 1971, Satchel Page becomes the first Negro League player elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1971. And those are both on February 9th. Uh, so one of them, 1540, <laughs> February 9th, 1540, and one of them, February 9th, 1971. This is why you come here. I mean, how often are you going to get historical events from 1540 uh, talked about during a Patriots podcast? Come on now. You are reaching deep there. I had you got to those fast. I didn't have time to look anything else up. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. I had them. I had them queued up already. What do you want me to do? I forgot about that. well, because we're past the point where you can really do the Patriots one. That's usually where I go. I so. know. I know. Uh, oh, look at this dark blue gold one. 1996. IBM computer Deep Blue becomes the first computer to win a game of chess against the reigning human chess champion, Gary Kasparov. Just an embarrassing day for Gary, unfortunately. Um, Brutal. You know. So now, I mean, you could never beat a computer in friggin'. Well, I guess theoretically you could, but it'd be difficult. So yeah. if it was really I, I don't. I don't have one for this week. It's fine. It's fine. I got two. Yeah. Dark Blue Gold's got one. We'll We're make fine. it up next week. We'll get you yeah, two next you, week. You have, to, you have two next week. That's all. So, yeah. um, But, yes, that's what we got. To reiterate what you were saying, be safe. Have fun. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, drive, it's drive Super Bowl. Safe. Right. Call an Uber if you need it. But. Yes. It is Super Bowl weekend, like, which is great. But, like, you don't want to ruin that with, like, you know, getting no. pulled over or friggin' crashing your car on the ride home or doing something stupid, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, so go out there and have fun, but, but be safe and enjoy it. And hopefully, you know, the dark blue gold is picking a canceled game because he wants both sets of fans to riot. <laughs> here's, here's hoping and hey, cheers to this being uh, the last time for a while we're doing podcasts like this, this time of year. That's very true. You never know. You never know. So, but uh, well, but we'll see. Once that once the Pats have T Higgins and um, Malik Hooker next year, they're gonna they're gonna rock out. That's right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, well, anyways, uh, that's that does it for us. And the next time we talk to you, it'll officially be the 2023 off season. Um, and so we'll be geared up talking about talking more more uh, mock drafts and more players and prospects and and all that good stuff. So combines right around the corner. So. Get excited. Get excited, people, and uh, and have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend, everybody.